I've become a little obsessed with my brilliant friend, the Italian coming-of-age drama on HBO. The character performances are incredible, especially for actors so young. The direction is moving and thoughtful. The costume and set designs are detailed and immersive. What can I say? I'm a sucker for period pieces. And at the center of this story is two girls, Elena and Leela, who are ensnared, confined to their impoverished life and neighborhood. And a theme that echoes through many coming-of-age stories such as this one is the desperate attempt to escape one's circumstances. For Elena and Leela, the protagonists of My Brilliant Friend, this pursuit of a better life, one outside the confines of their neighborhood, is a pursuit that is intrinsically tied to money. It's an understatement to say that money controls the lives of the people in the show. From parents struggling with their children over whether they should pursue higher education long-term or help out in the family business short-term, to the transactional nature of marriage concerning the role of women in this society and what's expected of them. This show is filled with characters that are relegated to a class or caste system, one that's incredibly unforgiving. If someone's born a bricklayer, they will always be a bricklayer. There's not much in the way of changing that. When it comes to women in particular being able to break free from class constraints, there seems to be two focal paths, either pursuing higher education through schooling or marrying the rich and well-off. I originally slotted Elena and Leela into these extremely binary roles. Elena as the studious by-the-books bookworm, Leela as this street-smart individual who knows how the world works, but this is truly a gross summation of their characters. Both Elena and Leela are disillusioned by a fate that seems most inherent, and both still exist in the process of figuring out the ways of the world, and how to maneuver a system they are still on the cusp of understanding. It's a coming-of-age story after all. And as they grow into young adulthood, divulging into separate paths, Elena rising through the ranks of academia, and Leela working in her father's shoe store, it becomes apparent just how rigorous both courses of actions are. Neither of them will come to that freedom they seek through easy means. Leela especially is a dreamer. She aspires to think bigger than her neighborhood, than her current situation. This aspirational nature has always been a part of her, even when her and Elena were younger. And it's this striving force that made Elena so competitive with her when they were both in school. The obstacle that lies in both their paths, however, is something more metaphysical. The all-consuming nature of capitalist society. This crushing nature of capitalism doesn't just exist on a macro level, it's embedded in the micro-level interactions, the personal. I spoke briefly about the transactional nature of marriage, and it's true. In the world of late 50s Naples, women serve as bargaining chips pieces to be moved on a chessboard. Rich husbands place their business needs and ventures over the needs of their wives, mothers, sisters, and children as they exercise brute force and control over them. This is the harmful embrace Leela is brought under. As she grows older and her beauty becomes more apparent, she's pursued by many, including two wealthy suitors from the Solara and Karachi families, the two most powerful families in the region. Leela represents in both their eyes not just beauty they lust after, but a beauty they believe can be bought. Leela desperately wants love on her own terms. She doesn't want to be a transaction, much to the chagrin of her father who was ready, willing, and able to bow to the Solaras and the Karachis and essentially sell his daughter into marriage for the chance of expanding his shoe business. When she marries Stefano Karachi, getting the money she desired, her life doesn't become any more free. She's just moved from the clutches of her abusive father to the clutches of an abusive spouse, without much say. Elena, on the other hand, continues through school, a choice that isn't initially taken lightly by her parents, 
whose economic situation calls for workers rather than scholars. As fulfilling and world-changing education can be, knowledge isn't sustenance. And so the only way Elena is able to maintain her involvement in school is to be quite literally the best, placing an unfair expectation on her as she has to prove she's able to rise to this challenge, revealing the true price of learning. Even with Leela out of school, Elena continues this competitive friendship, looking outward at her life as she matures, desperately trying to make something of herself, wanting to know more or become a better writer, pursuing greater heights. She wants freedom from the shackles of the neighborhood too, but with Leela trapped in the binds of her marriage, it still remains to be seen how connected Elena will remain to her town. True freedom and autonomy comes at a great price. To live a life under your own accord is difficult, especially for women. It's that autonomy that both Leela and Elena seek, and I think the nature of that autonomy is something they're still in the process of defining. I want to connect this to a work that the show itself references, Little Woman by Louise May Alcott. The similarities are, of course, easy to make. Young women aspiring for idyllic lives, but disillusioned by what it means concerning their role as man's property. Characters balancing aspirations to be independent with just simply wanting to do what they want to do, love who they want to love. It's telling that when Elena and Leela first make their own money, or are technically gifted it, they spend it on this book, with the hopes that they'll learn how to write books themselves by reading it and become famous and rich just like the author. Like I said, these two girls are both dreamers. Little Woman exists to them as tangible proof above anything else. It's an escape from their neighborhood. It provides hope centered around a future in which they could reap the benefits of the time and effort they put into school. A world where brilliance, female brilliance, is rewarded. We can forgive them for being a little naive. Being young and impressionable isn't a bad thing, and there's still a fiery passion that operates within both Elena and Leela, a desire to prove to non-specific others that they have immense power, even in the face of systemic things they have no control over. And as they mature, they begin to understand more of the world, whether it be through school or books or through hard, grueling experiences. Knowledge can come from all facets of life, on top of the fact they still have so much more life left to live. We're afraid of things we don't understand. The more we know, the less we're afraid. This is a quote directly from Leela, and it underscores perfectly her worldview. Each confrontation with her father or her brother or her husband, each piece of knowledge she learns from Elena or gives to Elena in turn, is an experience she fully embraces an opportunity to understand. Each of these opportunities serves as another metamorphosis, a complete retooling of what she knows and doesn't know concerning life. Not just hers, but the life everyone else leads as well. Every step she takes brings her that much closer to truly becoming the author of her own story, a grueling exercise with pitfalls and setbacks that echo how women in society today often face adversity. I want to finish by connecting this to the author who wrote the novels My Brilliant Friend is based on, Elena Ferrante. Now, Elena Ferrante isn't her actual name, it's a pseudonym. The true identity of the author remains a mystery, with several theories and speculations. There's even been several attempts by less-than-ethical reporters to uncover her identity, removing her semblance of anonymity. Some of these reporters even going as far as stating that Ferrante isn't a woman at all, that her books must have been written by a man sentiment rooted in the presumed weakness of female writers. And so even authorship goes hand in hand with autonomy. Even when respect is rightfully demanded, it's often not given out to those who deserve it. And women like Ferrante are placed in positions where even their preference towards anonymity, towards being more in control, letting the work speak for itself, 
is seen as improper. We have this unfair sense of entitlement that we must unmask the author as if that act itself would give more credence to the work, or what the work stands for. It's this notion that my brilliant friend rejects. It's not about having freedom on other people's terms, but freedom under your own terms. Defining what life means to you in the face of adversity, but also being able to make mistakes as your worldview expands. Coming-of-age stories are about growth, and Elena and Leela exist at the center of this, hoping that they can have some sort of sway over the outcome of their lives. And as they move from adolescence into young adulthood, relationships become more complicated, family dynamics are questioned, and the concept of freedom changes. For some, it becomes grounded in realism, held down by the constraints society puts on it. But for others, dreamers perhaps, freedom evolves, becoming an extension of the hope that seems so naive in childhood. And it takes someone clever enough, perhaps even privileged enough, to look at less than ideal circumstances and see a future that is attainable. The pursuit of this future, however, is the testament to the true price of brilliance. Mind Theater is produced and written by me, Ao Akingbade, in collaboration with Muckraker Media. To subscribe, look for Mind Theater on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For updates on the show and upcoming episodes, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Knowledge isn't sustenance, and so the only way Ellen is able to maintain her involvement in school is to, is to be quite literally the best, the very best. Placing... <laughs> oh my god.